Hello, hello. <laughs> Inga has a mouthful <laughs> of what is it? What are you drinking? Bubbly. Yeah, a little bubbly. A little bubbly. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Here we are. It's time to lean, and we're talking about layoffs today. It's such a relevant topic right now because, you know, I scroll my LinkedIn and all I see is layoff after layoff after big company layoff. And there's a lot going on with that right now. You know, almost every big company is is doing layoffs. Shopify, Tesla. Yeah. Microsoft. Yeah. Hootsuite did Hootsuite. 30% this week, which... Is so hard to imagine Holy that smokes. many employees going back out into the market. Yeah. And so, you know, we just came off of the great resignation where people were leaving their jobs and the job market's been really tight the last year. I mean, you could you could leave your job and get another job in two seconds and get paid a whole lot more. And, you know, it wasn't a concern. And it feels like almost... Almost like instantly, there was just like this pullback. And, you know, there's recession fears and all kinds of stuff going on. But so many companies are doing these high profile layoffs right now. And that's pretty scary. Yeah. And I think that, like, I'm definitely seeing some companies who are doing layoffs well because it happens. Yeah. I've, I've been on the other end, you know, at the beginning of COVID, I had to be involved with strategy around corporate layoffs. And it's not easy. It's not a decision that anybody wants to make, but sometimes that is what happens. And then with the ones that are happening now, people have learned from those experiences and there's some really great ones happening. I've seen like on LinkedIn directories of please reach out to us. All of these people are incredible and have the ability to take on a new job. And then we're still seeing some that is like everybody gets on Zoom and it's like, sorry, you're all gone. Yeah, that what what like a horrible way to use technology. Get a bunch of people on Zoom and let them go all at once. Yeah, and I've heard stories about where people don't even have a chance to react and they've already lost access to everything on their computer. Maybe let's talk about the ability to or inability to react. Yeah. Because during a layoff, if you have lost all of your access, which I mean Sure, like companies need to do that for security and, you know, there's, I'd say that's that's pretty standard. But if you haven't ever thought or the thought has never crossed your mind that you may get laid off or worst case be terminated for performance issues or whatever else, and you're not prepared for that, if you're never thinking about that, it might be difficult for you to not just move forward and have a really good shot at the next role and the next career shift or whatever you're choosing to do after that. But it also can really hold back your ability to negotiate or advocate for yourself if you believe that, you know, your layoff has been unfair. Yeah, you need to keep your shit in order. You got to have access to your old reviews, anything that's kind of been happening. So why don't we talk about some of the tips that you can do before an event that hopefully won't happen. Like hopefully you'll never go through a layoff, but 
the reality is, is sometimes it happens. So what are some good practices to be doing in order to be set up if it does ever happen? Yeah. And to be clear, like layoffs happen to really, really good employees too. Absolutely. Like it doesn't mean it's bad performance or you did something wrong. Layoffs can happen to really, really good people. And, you know, often, often they do. So yeah, let's get into it. Well, and just to kind of build on that, so layoffs are not supposed to be performance-based. They're supposed to be based on position, where you are, you know, where restructuring can happen. But it is humans making those decisions. So sometimes yeah. there is some bias, but there are like different things in place to avoid that, especially when you're doing mass layoffs. Because at least in Canada, and I'm pretty sure in the U.S. as well, if you were doing a, over a certain percentage of your population is being laid off, you actually have to report that to governing boards to let them know that this is happening because it is that big of a deal. Yeah. So what can you do before to protect yourself in case of a layoff? The first thing that I think of is keep your work computer, a work computer, and your personal computer separate if at all possible. So I know that some people use their work computer as their personal computer as well. And so there are ways to kind of get around this. You can use like a flash drive or like a hard drive on the side that you keep all of your stuff in there so that if you were to be laid off, you could eject that, take it with you, and you wouldn't be leaving your personal stuff on a computer that's being taken away from you. Also, like, what would you recommend that you save? Because we talked about, like, save those performance reviews. But Inga, what would you recommend that you save? Oh, yeah, 100%. So I actually just had this conversation with a very close friend of mine who also recently got laid off. And it didn't have any, didn't have anything. Like, had to request their job description from HR, had to request their performance reviews and, you know, wanted to go the legal route and actually got like stuck or has been stuck not being able to move forward because it's been like several months and they haven't received any information that they've requested from their employer. They didn't have a copy of their job description. They didn't have a copy of their employment contract. They didn't have a copy of any performance reviews, any commentary, any emails relating like remotely related to performance or anything that might be that might help you if you believe that your employer is not laying you off in the proper way. And so I would say number one most important thing is keep those documents separate and keep them in safekeeping because Nobody ever goes into a job thinking, oh, I'm going to get laid off or, oh, I'm going to get terminated. But it does happen and it can happen. Things can turn really quickly. Like things have turned so quickly. I mean, in January, employers were falling over backwards to pay extra for skills and for talent. And not even six months later, things have sort of shifted. So in a short period of time, depending on what's going on in the economy and like the markets, that can shift really quickly. So that is my biggest recommendation is have your like incentive program documents. If you work for an employer that has 
stock or equity as part of an incentive plan or as part of a grand plan and you're on a vesting schedule, like you need to have that information downloaded and just plugged away separately because they might be useful to you in the future. And even just for like, you know, off topic, like you might maybe like you need them for your accountant or it's just important to have that information, if not for just your own uh, peace of mind and you want to keep those safe. And there are many great employers out there, but there are equally like many shitty employers out there and they're going to put their business first and sometimes it's going to be in compliance and sometimes it's not. And you need to be, you need to be prepared for that. Well, and I think even great employers do have to cut off access to a computer because even great employers who are handling things as best as they can, and it's questionable sometimes, even if it's handled completely, you know, ethically, it's still sometimes I wonder, is that actually the right time to do that many layoffs? Could not, you know, upper management take, you know, some pay cuts? Is there ways that you could... Cut costs somewhere else. Topic. (laughs) Exactly. There's so much to think about there. But even ones who are doing it the best they can, really supporting their employees on their way out, there is still a necessity to actually shut down access to that computer. And there are usually policies in place that you're not supposed to use your work computer for personal stuff, even though everybody does. I mean, I, I think that. You know, I think about business trips. It's not like I'm going to bring a personal computer to watch Netflix and then have my other one. So it happens. But you want to protect yourself by taking as much of that and keeping what you need off of there on another drive. Yeah. I mean, I think that's also like a whole other topic. It's like, yes, you want your shit, you want your documents. But if you have personal stuff on there and I've worked for companies that are like pretty liberal around use of computers as long as it's not harmful and that with like with the expectation that they can go in and like your information is not private and like any personal information that's on there and you can't have anything harmful on there that kind of thing but but if you are in your hotel room watching porn and reading like manifestos of like mass shootings, you know, like that, that kind of stuff is not going to fly. And if your employer locks on your computer and you have all that browsing history, all of like those things saved on your desktop, not a good look. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you can protect yourself the best you can. You can do some things now to make sure that you are protected if something like that happens. And these are where these tips come in. The last time I left a job, I gave like 10 weeks notice because a couple of different reasons and partially for the transition plan that I felt that I needed to give. But I went, oh, shit, like all my schoolwork is on this computer. Everything that I had been doing was on this computer because I like I didn't see the benefit of having two computers. And honestly, like I just didn't have the extra money half the time to buy one. So it took me hours to move everything off of that computer and sort through it, take my personal items off their pictures, like just ridiculous. And so you can save yourself a lot of time. And I just kept on thinking to myself, if I would have gotten fired or laid off. Oh, oh, what a huge setback. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Be like devastating. (laughs) Yeah. 
So save your shit. Now, another thing. And save it like not on your on the computer that's going to yeah. get taken away from you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> save it for yourself somewhere else. Yeah. Another thing that I think is a great way thing to do is within that either like flash drive or however you're saving those things, you can print things off. However you're saving what you need to save, make notes, like almost like either a tracker or a diary of accomplishments, because you're going to have to sell yourself if you're looking for a new job. And this is a good practice, even if you're not worried about layoff or you're not looking for a new job, because realistically, one day you will. And so if you have a list of these are the great projects I've been a part of, here's the big wins I've had, here is the great sales I've had, great customer connections, like whatever are kind of measures within your field, put them on a list. And so you could just be writing like you could have a notepad going. Um, sometimes like if you have one that's like one note or something like that, that's actually you can use it there, but it's going to be uploaded to your cloud or whatever. However you want to do it, keep track of what great things are happening. If you leave, you have that to help you build your resume and build talking points for interviews. If you don't leave, you have it for your performance review. So it's still a win-win. So keep notes. Sometimes I call it a to-da list. So I don't remember where this came from, but I heard it first, I think, on My Favorite Murder, the podcast, just talking about like track your to-does instead of your to-dos. I'm pretty sure it's from Mrs. Hinch on Instagram. She has this whole like line of she does like cleaning and like how to how to like clean your house and homemaking. And they just bought this farm. And she has this like she always talks about instead of having a to do list, having a to do list. And I'm pretty sure that's where it comes from. I but I'm going to have to look into it now. Yeah, we'll look into it. And thank you, Mrs. Hinch, if that was you, because yeah. I use that all of the time now. It and was such an eye opener. Yeah. You're like, you know, to do's can feel so daunting. And instead, flipping the script into a ta-da list. I love it. A hundred percent. And it is an act of self-compassion. It's a great practice to be in. Self-compassion is something that I lean into very heavily with my clients. And so I'm always saying, like, why don't you do a to-do list? Not only does it make you feel great to be tracking your accomplishments, tracking what you get done on a regular basis, that can also translate into things that you can put on your resume, accomplishments that you can speak to in interviews, and really get ready for that next step if you need to do that. So great practice, whether you are just looking at maintaining a great self-compassion kind of viewpoint at work, or if you want to protect yourself in case you get laid off. Yeah. I always had this like inspiration folder in my inbox that like I called it like the inspiration folder. And that's where I like would put all my accomplishments. And I would just like sometimes just like BCC my like myself if I wanted to just make a note of my accomplishments. But that's that's kind of how I did it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. However, it's going to work for you as long as you're keeping track of that, because it can be really overwhelming, especially if you've just gotten laid off and you have to think about great things. Like it just feels shitty. Yeah. The other thing that you can really kind of start looking at doing is making resume updating and looking at job market an annual event. So I knew somebody like 15 years ago when I was in, you know, working at a coffee chain, I worked with somebody in every single spring. He would go out to market, if you will. 
and he would update his resume and he'd go apply for some jobs that interested him. And he wasn't leaving for any reason other than he was looking because if the right job came along, he wanted to be open. He also got insight to how positions were paying within his range. He got insight into what his skill level was at to see if there was like a suitable other position for him. And maybe what his competitors are up to. Totally, totally. And I just thought that was great. Like he told our boss, he told everybody, he's like, yeah, no, I do this every year. And as long as this is still a great place to work, I won't be tempted to leave. But one day, if the right position comes around, then we'll have a conversation. And eventually he did. Eventually he found a job that worked for him. But I think it like I think I worked in the same area of the business with him for a couple of years at least. And every year he would do that. And I recommend that highly now of see where you're at, see what else is out there before you have to make those decisions, because it can really help you determine why are you staying where you are and what else is out there for you. Yeah. And It just helps you be ready because, you know, you're not going to be able to time a layoff. So if you're regularly out in the market, whether that's once a year or, you know, more regularly than that, it's going to put you in a better position to be reactive if you need to. Yep, absolutely. And I think that, you know, resumes can be overwhelming. So if you make that like a regular affair to like update your resume, maybe highlight some different things, do however you want to facelift it or change the branding of it or whatnot. I think that for a lot of people, myself included, the thought of redoing your resume can be really overwhelming. Like I definitely, when I think about having to go in and update things, it can feel like a lot and you don't know the right words to use. So if you're doing it on a more regular basis, it becomes easier. You can make small tweaks. You can use, you know, those tweaks and update them on your LinkedIn as well and just keep things fresh on a regular basis. Then when you're in the point where you actually have to use it, it's not as overwhelming and it's not one more thing to add to your list of shit to do. Yeah. And you know what? An amazing resource for getting like resume tips is actually on LinkedIn itself. LinkedIn has there's so many amazing influencers or like resume writers or recruiters that share tips on how to do like really great great resumes and wording to use. I would take a look there and, you know, follow some people that really match your type of personality for what you would like out of a resume. If you're if you need a more creative resume because you're in a creative role or you need something a bit more professional or a bit more cut and dry, there's so many people out there that share tips and tricks around that regularly. And I mean, I guess I go to TikTok for everything these days, so <laughs> there's probably <laughs> some good tips there too. I 100% think there is. <laughs> I might have seen some. Yeah. And I think these are just some things that you can do to prepare. Be prepared. You know, you hope you never have to use these in a reactive way to getting fired or laid off. But layoffs happen to the best employees. And it is just something that happens. So the more you can prepare yourself ahead of time, the better off you'll be. Yeah. So it's also easier, actually. It's also easier if you decide to leave a company. You don't have a laundry list of things to do, like 
completely wipe your computer. Yeah. Get all the sketchy shit off my computer. <laughs> Number one on the checklist. <laughs> all my dog pictures. <laughs> You have dog pictures. I have other things. <laughs> Ooh. So that's some things you can do to prepare. If you have other tips, please let us know and we'll update them, I guess, in our show notes or something like that. But yeah. please let us know if you have any other ideas. Once it happens, so the layoff notice goes off and let's say it's done with some dignity and done quite nicely, you know, personalized conversation, but it happens. So what can you do after you get laid off? What do you think you should start with? Well, I'll tell you what I start with. I start with going to a lawyer, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's tell me about me. what, like what, <laughs> what would a lawyer be there to help you off? Because some people might not have thought about that. There's any power that you can have by getting a lawyer in a situation like a layoff. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of choices that an employer can make when they're laying off employees. And sometimes they do a good job and it's fair and it's, you know, with done with humanity and and sometimes it's not. And if you're not sure, there are a lot of employment lawyers out there that will do like you know, a 30 minute free consultation to see if they can even help you. If you even have a case, depending on your financial position, you can hire out a lawyer and they will take a look and see if there is anything there all the way from what does your severance look like? Are they paying you the statutory minimum? Are you entitled to more? You know, what are your years of service? What's your tenure? What's your age? Are they potentially discriminating? Is there like a human rights violation? Are they offering to extend your medical benefits if you have those? If you're in a job where you have equity or stock, is that being properly accounted for? Are you entitled to anything that has invested yet or or are you not? You know, if you are in many places in the U.S., if you're over 40, that makes a difference. Are you a person of color? Are you a woman that's pregnant. You know, there's lots of ways that unfortunately employers can discriminate against you. And maybe that was taken into account. Maybe it wasn't. But a lawyer will give you a really good idea. You know, if you're in a minority group or you especially if you have disabilities, there's all kinds of ways that employers sometimes and especially with mass layoffs, they take a mass approach to it. And sometimes individuals can slip through the cracks where maybe you are entitled to more compensation, more severance to support your transition into new employment a little bit more than with other people. So a lawyer is going to give you the best advice there. And they're not going to take you on, at least good lawyers, they're not going to take you on as a client if it, there's not a reason to. Yeah, because it needs to be profitable for them too, right? Yep. And, you know, it's worth it just to check in and see, is this something that you should be pursuing in the case of a layoff? Yeah. That's where I start. But <laughs> my first that's not everybody's not able to do that. Yeah. And my first thing would be, I agree, know your rights. And you can also talk to a friend in HR who knows about statutory minimums, knows about what good severance is, you know, those types of things, especially mm -hmm. if you don't have some of those, you know, extra considerations to bring into the conversation. If you are, you know, 25, healthy, don't have some of the other aspects, 
you might just be good where you're at. You can also talk to somebody in HR. Yeah. And, you know, I think even then you're 25 and you're healthy and, you know, this layoff is hitting you hard and you have, you know, all these questions and you have this anxiety around like, am I being treated fairly? Am I not? What am I going to do? A lawyer can often also be there to help stabilize, like give you validation that, you know, this is the right thing. You were treated fairly. And you know what? You can close this chapter of your life and you can move forward. So it goes both ways. They can actually be really encouraging too, and say, you know, and, and actually that can also have a positive effect on you. Yeah, for sure. Making you feel validated. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So I think that, you know, whether or not you're going to a lawyer, I think that's something that's really important when a layoff happens is to take care of yourself. Even though it's not attached to performance, it doesn't mean that you're a bad employee. It's still jarring and it still can really hit you. And so having some time to rest, having some time to really kind of focus on yourself will really help you set you up to get the next best job available and to find something that's really going to work for you in your future. And so, you know, it depends on you. Some people are going to get, you know, four or five months of severance. So maybe it is taking a couple of weeks and taking a vacation that you haven't given yourself for the last year because things have been so stressful. Maybe it's, you know, just having a staycation and sleeping in because you haven't been able to do that for a while. Start with some self-care, really kind of focus in on you. And then you're able to take a clear mind into the next really, really important step. And that's almost doing like a career audit. Was that the job that you wanted to be in? Does it align with what you want to do in the future? Did it nurture you? Did it challenge you? Did it align with your values? So when people are going through this, I most often recommend doing a values assessment so I have one and I'll, I'll pop a link of it into the show notes, but it's looking at your values at work. And so looking at what is the most important things for me to have in a job, because being really clear on that will help you in the job market to find something that aligns with your values so that you can take the next best steps that are going to really be great for you. So taking a look at, did you like where you're at? What did you like? What didn't you like? Make that list and really kind of form who would be the best employer to go to. How can you find a role that fits what you want in life? And what are your next steps? And so then you can really kind of move forward with some clarity. Yeah. And a layoff in the moment can feel so shit and it can feel like hopeless and it can really take some shots at your self-esteem. But it really is an opportunity to level up. It's an opportunity to like write your next chapter, whether it's expected or unexpected. It's an opportunity for you to to do something totally different with your life or do something totally the same because that's what you love. But you get to decide. Can I tell you a secret? Tell me your secret. I mean, it's not going to be a secret anymore. <laughs> so when I was, you know, supporting an organization going through layoffs, I secretly wished that I was on the layoff list. Oh, man, I 
teach that all the time. And I mean, I know that's a flippant thing to say, and that comes from a pace of privilege that I could even fathom that at that time. And I didn't know how that would be, and I didn't know what would happen, but I was really burning out. I was really not in the best mental space, and I was like, I mean, that would be okay. And a year later, I did leave and I started my own business and, you know, I was able to kind of move forward. And I'm grateful for that last year in some ways. And so it wasn't anything, but I did think in the moment, I'm like, is my name on there? (laughs) Yeah. Can you please lay me off? Like when your job is so draining and you feel so burnt out, a layoff may actually come as a blessing in disguise and can actually be, you can feel so relieved afterwards. But yeah, like you said, you know, not everybody has that privilege. And either way, if you're laid off or you're terminated, sometimes your family situation or your financial situation really dictates what you do next. And maybe that is just rolling right into the next job. If you possibly can take a moment for yourself And make sure that you are on the path that you have set for yourself and use it as an opportunity. See it as a gift. It's a gift to realign your values, to reassess your career path, to get some guidance and some mentorship. And you can have a totally different life if you have been in a job that you're miserable. It's like a new, an opportunity for a new start. I also think that acknowledging that some people are devastated by their career and they wish they had exactly the same position in exactly the same company. So that time of reflection can actually not be a trigger for growth and, you know, evolution, but it actually can be a time for healing so that you can be in a great space to find another great job. And go through the process of grief because there are also so many companies And I actually think this is quite toxic, but there are a lot of companies out there that have like what they describe as like a really strong culture and like it's like a family and this is your community. And there are companies that do that really well, but there are so many that use that as a way to get things out of employees and to get to drive performance. And actually, they don't give a fuck about you. And If you're stuck in that kind of environment where you felt like, oh, my gosh, this company is my life. These people are my family. You know, you care so much about them. And and this is like this is your community. And then you just get ripped out of that. It can be so devastating and it can actually like trigger mental health issues like you you can like slip into a depression. It, It can go like it can go down a rabbit hole if it leans like way too much on the quote unquote family side. And so you may actually go through a process of grief before you can even start healing. Healthy families don't lay off their children because they can't afford them. Amen to that. Yeah. So there's a couple things. Some other things I think too that are important is get networking. And I think that when you start networking, start with people you know. They know you well. Let people know, hey, I'm in the market for a new job. Do you do you know anybody? Kind of start doing that. And then I always kind of say, shoot big. Reach out to somebody that you would love to be on their organization or their team and just introduce yourself. There's some great ways that you can just kind of say, hey, I really admire what 
you do in your organization. And I would love to have a coffee and talk about what I'm looking for, being open and honest, saying I was just laid off and I would love to learn about the opportunities in your company. If they don't have time for you, most company, like most people will say, you know what, I'll set you up with somebody who does. Yeah. So don't be afraid. Yeah. I feel like this is a good time to say that being laid off can feel so vulnerable because so many people and myself included at times in my career, you feel like your worth is tied to your job and your worth is tied to your salary and your worth is tied to what you have accomplished at this role. And so when you are let go or laid off, it all of a sudden can trigger a huge amount of anxiety and self-worth issues because you're no longer employed. And so it can feel really vulnerable and it can feel really hard to reach out to people and to update your LinkedIn profile to, you know, let people know that you're unemployed and you're looking for work, but you just got to let that shit go because your job is not your life and your self-worth is not tied to your job. Amen to that. (laughs) Love it. So layoffs can be devastating. They can be an opportunity for a fresh start overall. Like it's not a great position to be in. And, you know, if you need help during this time, please reach out for help. When you get your layoff package, if you are in the situation, there might be some additional offerings when it comes to career counseling, coaching, or therapy, or an extension of benefits. And so use that. I mean, let them pay for that shit because it's expensive if you go out to do it on your own. Yeah, absolutely. But it's okay not to be okay in these situations. It is okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for feedback from people to kind of reach out and say, hey, can you look at my resume? Hey, can you look at my LinkedIn? Help. You know, I think that that's really important during this time. And it's also okay just to take a break and be like, anybody want to go to Disneyland? I need some fun because this (laughs) shit sucks. Yeah. I'm going to take a couple weeks and day drink in the park (laughs) and watch some Netflix and just unplug and zone out. Isn't that just a normal Wednesday? (laughs) It is for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Not kidding. (laughs) Yeah, no. So anything else to add? No, I think I think that pretty much, you know, it covers it. There are so many companies doing layoffs right now. So please, like, get get yourself out there. Move through with confidence get that shit off your computer <laughs> and 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 just you know prepare yourself whether that's financially or emotionally or like operationally just get get prepared because it can happen anytime and you don't have to sit and think about it every day of your life but just do a quick audit and say hey I might need this information get it saved maybe look up an employment lawyer in your area just have just you know have a have a contact ready to go. Update your resume regularly. I'll watch some YouTube videos, watch some TikToks, scour LinkedIn. There's, you know, and build your network. Your network is going to be your most important asset if you're laid off and you're looking for something else. Awesome. 
Well, that's all we have time for today. We'll put some links in the show notes to some different resources, but that's a great conversation. And if you have been affected by the recent layoffs or any layoffs, reach out to us. Let us know how it was because we could definitely use that in future shows. So yeah, good luck out there. And in the meantime, be a leaner, not a wiener. (laughs) 